Someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. And oh, happy day to you. Yes, yes, this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In spite of the things that you may be seeing, in spite of the things that you may be experiencing and hearing, um, one thing remains the same. And that is God's love for mankind. This is still a day that he has ordained, he has allowed to be. So regardless to um, the circumstances, he still loves us. He still cares about mankind and what happens to us. You may say, wow, really? (laughs) In the midst of all the chaos that's going on right now, Um, You might say, well, Diane, have you seen how things are escalating? Um, Does the fear of people's hearts resonate with you right now? Are you in touch with reality? (laughs) And I would answer you and say, absolutely. Absolutely. I am. You know, um, just in the past week and a half, things have escalated um, in this country um, around the world actually things have happened that are impacting the world as we know it Um, and you might be thinking that I'm blind and that I'm out of touch but I would say to you um, open your ears and open your eyes so that you can begin to see God's truth, the truth, God's truth. Um, What is he doing in this hour? What is he saying in this hour? Um, I can assure you that none of this is a surprise to him. None of this takes him, you know, catches him off guard, okay? Um, He does have a plan. He does love mankind he does care 
for us. Um, as usual, I want to say say hey to my husband, to my partner in uh, life, my partner in ministry. Give him an opportunity to say hello to you all. Um, if I had to put this show in a category tonight, I would put it in the category of life. We talk about life, love, and trauma on this program, and um, I would put it in the category of life. So um, let me say, hey, uh, Chris, how you doing tonight, dear? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 that sounds familiar. <laughs> Somebody used to say that on a television show, I think. They said, hey, hey, hey. Uh, how are how are you doing, dear? Doing just wonderful. Loving the Lord. I, huh? Doing, loving the Lord and doing his doing his work. Okay, for some reason I can't hardly hear you. You sound distant to me, so I hope that the sound is okay uh, in the studio. There, you have any opening thoughts uh, about what I just said, or? Anything you compelled to say? I didn't hear. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? We can't hear you. Can you hear me? It's you. You. You sound distant. Oh well, that's a. Um, I'll I'll give you a minute to work on that, and I'll just I'll just continue where I was, and and then when you when you can let me say something, and I'll I'll see if we can hear you better. Okay. So, um, hey y'all, I was just trying to get Chris uh, involved in this uh, discussion that we are going to have tonight, and um, give him an opportunity to say something. But um, I do want you to know that. Um, God does love and care for us. Um, he cares for mankind. He cares for those that are his, those that um, follow him, serve him, love him. And he, and he cares for those that don't. Um, it is love that actually compelled him to send his son we call him, we know him as Messiah, Jesus Christ, to send his son to die on the cross that mankind might have an opportunity to be saved, to escape the devastation of being uh, eternally separated from God, you know, to have to have an escape route from eternal destruction that's the kind of love i'm talking about it was love that compelled his son jesus to endure the cross to go to the cross to endure the cross to to basically pay the price to give his own life to sacrifice his own life so that mankind could take advantage of that opportunity it was because of the love that the Lord Jesus had for his father that he was willing to become the sacrifice for mankind. It was because the father loved us 
that he sent his son and it was because the son loved the father that the son accepted the assignment okay and even now even now in the midst of all the craziness and the chaos that's going on god the father continues to demonstrate his love for us how by exposing and revealing the consequences of mankind's actions, mankind's lust for power, for um, autonomy, uh, to be independent of God, to um, resist God's plan and God's ways, you know, to fulfill their own lust, you know, uh, because of their pride the pride of life and the lust of the eyes. Um, it is love that compels the Lord at some point to step in, <laughs> to step in and say, okay, now I'm going to let you experience the consequences of your decisions. You know, it's like a parent who corrects and chastens their children when their children don't listen, when the children, um, you know, defy them and rebel and get in trouble. A parent that loves them will not stand by and just watch that happen and watch them hurt themselves. You know, you hear some parents saying, well, I just think, you know, that that'll be Johnny's decision when he grows up, you know, I'll let him make his own decision. Uh, you know, I'm not going to um, stifle his, uh, his exploration and his own uh, thinking, uh, not, that's not real love, okay? That's not real love. And God, that is not God's love. That is not his way. He will step in. He will uh, chasten. He will expose. He will reveal. Why? Because he loves us. Because that expose, ex exposing and that revealing and the suffering of the consequences is intended to wake that person up, to shake that individual up, to shake a people up, to shake a nation up and make them come to their senses, um, steer them in the right direction, help them to turn from that thing or those things that are causing them harm. So in this very hour and at this very moment in time, the Lord is allowing people, you know, to experience the consequences of their own rebellion and their own choices. Let me, let me, let me explain that a little bit better. I know I've got a very short time before the break. So, you know, just, just hear what I'm saying here in a matter of days, there has been significant changes in this country that have impacted the world. In a matter of, what, a week, a week and a half maybe, um, there have been just world-changing changes. I mean, I haven't even watched much news, but I've, I've been too busy to watch the news, but I've been getting notified through other people. Have you seen this? Have you heard this? Um, 
new laws passed concerning immigration, new laws passed uh, regarding federal funding for abortion being um, interrupted, being halted, uh, plans for construction of the the new wall, you know, that uh, now President Donald Trump uh, foretold and said that he would actually uh, bring about um, just in a matter of a week and a half. People are outraged, crying, protesting. People are stranded. Back in a minute. tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people. This is Minister Diane Jones. And I am talking to you tonight about the wheels of change. 
and I am sharing my heart with you tonight. Um, I'll be sharing things that um, a month ago, November, December, well, actually, uh, about two months ago, were um, dropped heavily on my heart. And um, I began to talk about those things uh, with others in my in my inter daily interactions. You know, I shared some of this information with friends and relatives uh, during the Thanksgiving season. And then today the Lord just um, stirred me up again and reminded me that um, I need to share this word with as many people as will hear it. Okay. And I pray that you will receive it. So this is a, this is not really a tea sipping moment because it's not one of those laid back chill, chilling sort of moments. It's one of those want to get your attention, want to shake you up, uh, stir you up type of uh, moments. Uh, so as I was saying before I went into the break, um, now, exclamation, now people are outraged, protesting, crying, people are stranded. Um, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm being told that people are um, being, they're stuck at airports, they're uh, being restricted from returning into the country. Um, just in a matter of a week and a half, there has been some serious change. <laughs> but I'm saying to you that these wheels of change were set in motion years ago. Things were set in motion years ago to affect the changes that are happening now. And what often happens is that when the Lord is warning of pending change and situations, many people aren't listening. They're not listening. They don't, they don't believe it. They don't want to hear it. They deny it for various reasons. Uh, their ears are stopped okay the lord has been wooing and calling people trying to get their attention trying to get this this people this nation even his own people people that profess to be christians because that's a that's a that's a loose loosely used term these days even his own people he has been trying to get their attention trying to get them to turn back to him in the true sense of the word. He's been saying, wake up, listen, hear me, come back to me. I love you. I care for you. Uh, destruction is ahead. Trouble is ahead. And people have mocked, scoffed, and scorned those that have tried to warn them of the things to come. And they have continued to descend 
you know, go down um, into this, you know what I mean by descend. They've continued to, <laughs> instead of elevating, instead of moving forward, instead of climbing towards the promises of God and the, and the things of God that are good and for us, they have continued to descend into this chaos and unrest that we now see that we now are experiencing. People insisted, they were told, and people accepted that it was time for change. It's time for change. That was the theme and the motto of the previous presidential candidates uh, campaign. It's time for a change. And people heard that and they loved it and they accepted it, but they didn't know what kind of change was really being decreed and declared. All they heard and saw was what they wanted to hear and see. Um, they didn't read between the lines. They weren't discerning. And even those who tried to warn them, they, they, they mocked and they refuted and resisted what was told them, okay? So they didn't want God's change. So here we are. Here we are, people. Then on the tales of that, I mean, the Lord warned. He warned that not to believe everything you saw and everything that you heard, not to, not to be uh, deceived by what that administration was going to bring. <laughs> and, and in some ways it wasn't even deceptive because uh, that the President Obama made it clear what his agenda was. Some things were made very clear and others were not, but the majority of the things that were going to impact us were made very clear and people swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. And so change came and it was not change for the good. Don't let anybody fool you. It was not change for the good. It was not righteous change. It was not godly change. It was not a change that tenderized the hearts of people towards the God of creation. It was a change that hastened the descent into the chaos that we are currently experiencing. Okay, so now um, that set the tone. That set the tone for what came next. Now we have a new elected president in the United States who also says that um, he's going to make some changes. He's going to make America great again. And that sounds good. That sounds good to some people. It sounds real good to other people. They hear that and they say, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by great again. Um, but I know, but I know that <laughs> the change that he proposes is not 
how do I say this? Is there? It will be a mixed bag, okay? It will be a mixed bag. I think I wrote an article about that um, um, uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, my, I think it was more than a few weeks back, a mixed bag. It will be a mixed bag. And why do I say that? Because no one, not, not President Obama, not President Trump, no leader, no person of significance and importance can come into power without God permitting it to be so. Okay. God is the one who gives the power to gain wealth. God is the one who allows nations to rise and nations to fall. God is the one who ordains government, okay, whether it's evil or whether it's righteous, whether it's good, whether it's bad. God ordains that. So the change that President Trump will affect will be ordained by God because no one can enter power unless God ordains it, okay? So change is here and it will be a mixed bag. It is already a mixed bag. Um, there are things that uh, appear to be good. Um, me for one, the idea of the, the government uh, discontinuing funding for abortion I think is, is 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 a great thing. I think the abortion is something that has definitely um, brought condemnation and judgment to this country. And for it to, the funding of that to cease, I, I think is a great thing. But with that, other things are happening that are are that are rocking and stirring and disrupting the status quo. <laughs> What people have come become accustomed to. Um, it is seriously challenging people. It is provoking people. It is igniting people's passion in ways that we have not seen. Um, it is escalating the the tensions that are already here. But I, but I say, these things could not be, cannot come to pass unless God ordained them, unless he permitted them to be so. So I say to you tonight, shake yourself. Shake yourself. Man of God, woman of God, those of you who may not even know God, shake yourself. Come to your senses, wake up, see what's truly happening, hear what's truly happening. Turn to God who loves you, who he is the fountain. Or after the break. tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones
and we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Yeah, I was just listening to that commercial, and some of you might be thinking, well, what in the world does does this topic tonight have to do with that uh, commercial? And I would just say that when we started this program, our emphasis and our focus was more on sexual abuse and the trauma of sexual abuse and the things that that commercial just talked about. Because even at that time, well, actually, I didn't know at that time that all the changes <laughs> that were foretold uh, and were going to be uh, brought about in this country uh, regarding sexual abuse, regarding uh, the changing of the law uh, to accommodate same-sex unions. I, I didn't know when the Lord gave me this show that those things were coming down the pike, but they came down the pike. So um, that's why that commercial is is that way and um that is still something that we are concerned about but tonight i am sharing with you a word that the lord put on my heart back in november um just before the thanksgiving holiday um i was in prayer with a fellow uh, minister in christ we were uh, in, in a, having a time of prayer together on the phone and the Lord began to deal with me about these things that I'm going to be sharing with you tonight. So um, just listen closely, okay? Listen, listen with your spiritual ears. Um, I hope that I'm getting your attention. I hope that you are sitting on the edge of your seat and that you are uh, taking this seriously um, because uh, it is such it is such a dangerous thing to refuse warning to refuse to heed warning when god 
attempts to warn us. And uh, what's happening today, I believe, is is something that um, the Lord has warned us about. Um, I've asked him since since the election. I've even wondered if um, you know if some of the good things that I have heard happening are the result of people, uh, especially his people, repenting and turning and seeking his face. Um, I've wondered those things, but the fact that he that he put this on my mind to share with you lets me know that even if there has been a measure of repentance, um, there are certain things that are still going to take place and that the measure of repentance is, is not complete. The measure of change is not complete. People have not come full circle. They have not uh, turned and returned unto him or come to know him as they should. Um, I've been studying in the book of uh, Jeremiah uh, recently as well, and some of the things that Jeremiah warned Judah, the city of Judah, about. Um, he warned, and he warned the king, the kings and the rulers of those of that time, that um, their destruction was coming to Jerusalem, that they were going to go into bondage, that they were going to suffer in bondage um, in one way, but out of that suffering, good things were going to also happen, that in the midst of that bondage, that they would still multiply, that they would still, you know, plant their, plant their vineyards and their groves, and they would still basically uh, thrive in the midst of the struggle and in the midst of the captiv their captivity. But like then, I mean, like now, um, they didn't listen. They didn't listen. Okay. And so here we are today, I believe, in a similar situation. Uh, something is unfolding here that'll be like nothing that some of us have ever known and experienced. But I, um, I don't want to run out of time, so let me, let me read to you some of the, the uh, how do I say that? Let me read to you some of the words, I guess, that would describe the prophetic word and the illustration that the Lord gave myself and uh, Minister White, Ramika White, when we were in prayer. On the show page, I posted an illustration of how Minister White saw what we were praying about. This is how the Lord gave it to her to illustrate what we were praying about. So if you uh, sign on to the, the show page, you'll see the diagram that she drew after the fact. So within that diagram, there was a wheel and um, in the prophetic dictionary, which I neglected to bring in here, um, I believe that's written by Paula Price. I don't want to give credit to the wrong person, but I believe that was written by Paula Price. And uh, in that prophetic dictionary, it says that a wheel is a consistent symbol of creation, momentum, okay? the transportation vehicles of celestial spirits and divine powers 
the scriptural reference is Ezekiel 1, 15. Wheels symbolize God's movement throughout creation. Okay. So, um, the next, let's see. The next word I'm going to break down to you is in that illustration, there was the wheel was a combination of colors. It was a co combination of red and silver. And she, she says that it was spinning very fast. It was just spinning very, very fast. It was, uh, it was a, a demonstration of momentum, of force. Okay. So to me, that says that the change that was being expressed would come swiftly and forcefully. The wheels of change, the winds of change was going to be something that would be swift and forceful. Okay. And that it would affect creation. It would affect the world. Okay. So the red according to the same dictionary. The red is the color of royalty. And how many of you know that the Lord is royal? <laughs> he, he is ultimate royalty. Okay. When he returns, he will return as king of kings and Lord of lords. Okay. He will come and return in power riding on his massive and beautiful white horse, okay? So the color of red symbolizes royalty in its duty to engage in war, to defend its land and peoples. Red is also the color of sin. Sin is rebellion. Sin is rebellion against God, you know, opposing what he says is righteous and good and doing the opposite. So red is also the color of sin and death and of warfare and bloodshed. So in this will, there was the color red. Okay, so let that soak in. Let that marinate, let that soak in. And then there was the color silver, the symbol of wisdom, not only of the soul, you know, most many people say that if you get gray hairs, that's a symbol of wisdom, you know, of a person gaining wisdom, but not only of the soul, but of the spiritual sphere. Okay. It's, it's, it's speaking of gaining a level of wisdom in the spiritual realm. Okay. Godly wisdom. So we're talking about godly wisdom here. We're not talking about man's wisdom. We're not talking about man's knowledge, you know, because there's a way that seems right unto man, but at the end of that way is death. That's what the word of God says. Okay. So the momentum, the force, the, the change, that is coming, um, I believe is going to actually perfect God's people. Um, it's going to turn sinners to God. 
It's going to turn people that don't know God to him. It's going to soften the heart of the rebellious. Some, it, it will harden the heart of some. Okay. Those that profess the Lord, I believe it will deepen their, their, their love for him, their acknowledgement of him. They will come to understand and truly know that they need him and that he is God and that he is sovereign, that he is supreme, that what he says goes, um, that we cannot control our own destiny like we think that we can. Okay. Mankind as a rule cannot, cannot. Okay. So, um, that was one of the significant symbols in that, um, in that illustration. Um, there were two scrolls in that illustration that, um, and there, and there were words that just were, were spoken to us during the time of prayer and the Lord told me to begin to instruct his people, teach his people to love him. Believe it or not, that is uh, something that is a deficit that is lacking even in the body of Christ amongst those that profess to be Christians. That is something that is seriously lacking. And I believe the times that we are facing are going to challenge us to return to that place of loving God and loving one another. So I am to teach his people what that love looks like, teach his people the ways of God, his statutes, his laws, teach them to be thankful. Um, many have become entitled in their thinking, covetous in their thinking and in their actions, greedy, wanting more, more, and more. Back after the break. tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. 
Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people. This is intended... To get your attention, I am trying to shake you up. (laughs) Shake you up. I want you to shake yourself. I pray that this word will penetrate your heart, your mind, your soul, that it will get your attention because the things um, that are ahead, the days ahead, I do believe will challenge people to turn to God, if they already know God, to cling more to him, to be willing to uh, sacrifice themselves. And by that, I mean, lay down their own agendas and their own personal desires and their own lust for more and more and more and to began to consider others, others put others before themselves um, to become uh, neighborly, to <laughs> do as the scripture says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Why? Why? Because there will be more strife in the days of head, ahead. Uh, there's been strife. There's been strife during the campaign. There's been strife for some time now, actually, uh, not during just this election, not just during the last one, but peace has has been disrupted in the in the land, in the earth for some time now. But I believe that there is going to be even more strife, more variances, more emulations, um, basically more struggle. You can look those words up. Um, I am of the mind that um, you don't need to spoon feed people every single thing that 
that you do give them enough to prick their hearts. And, and if they are hungry, they will seek. They will seek. They will take this word and, and go research it and study it for themselves and, and pray and ask God to open up their understanding. And he will do so because he said those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So more strife, more struggle. It's going to take love, charity. Charity is another word for love to overcome the challenges that we face people. It's going to take God's love, imparted in us, demonstrated in us, through us, towards our brethren, towards, towards mankind, for us to overcome the challenges that await us. Life, life happens and it changes right before our very eyes. And it is it has changed swiftly and quickly. But as I said earlier, I do believe that these changes, although tough, although difficult and rough, will perfect God's people, will um, position God's people to prosper. Prosperity comes in more than one way. You know, it's not just financial gain, but uh, I do believe that these difficult times will position God's people to, um, to prosper and perfect our love for him. He told me actually, as I was, as we were praying that he was even perfecting my love because Chris and I have been hit with one situation after the other. It's like the more we try to uh, share the message that God has given us, the more we strive to um, please him in these areas, the more attacks we face, the more struggle we face. But the Lord told me that in our struggle, that he was perfecting my love because it takes love to not care about the consequences you know like basically not to care if someone persecutes you or um mistreats you because for doing right for doing good you know it takes love to say i forgive them i forgive them and not to hold a grudge and not to hold it against them it takes love to love your enemy. You know, the Bible says, love our enemies, bless them that curse, curse you, pray for them that despitefully use you. So instead of becoming bitter or instead of wanting to retaliate, you know, it takes love to walk those things out. So the Lord let me know that the intensity of the attacks that I was facing were intended to perfect my love for him so that I can continue to do the things that he's called me to do. So if it's good for me, 
<laughs> it's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. I believe that um, this perfecting will elevate us, will elevate God's people to a place in God that will allow us to remain, us to, to yet be standing when all the dust settles, when all, you know, when the fallout has happened, you know, the aftermath of, 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 of all the changes that are coming, you know, that we will remain that we will be established, that we will shine. We will be that city that is set upon a hill and cannot be hidden, okay? And that God will prosper us through those difficult times. Remember this, God's love is not like our love. It's not like you know, mankind says, oh, I love you. And sometimes that, that doesn't even mean love. It means lust. And sometimes it's not, um, um, what's, it, it's not uh, unconditional. It's, it's, uh, it's certainly conditional. You know, a woman can, can divorce her husband because he, because he doesn't have a job or because he can't keep a job. Um, a man can divorce his wife because she no longer satisfies him sexually because, you know, he's turned on by the media and the images that he sees of, of naked women or scanty women or women that are shaped like this or shaped like that or, you know, or because he's uh, bound with pornography and he has, you know, a false image and a perversion when it even comes to loving and expressing his concern for his wife. Um, someone can hurt us or wound us and then we love them today but we hate them tomorrow so god's love is not like our love okay so in my teaching tonight i'm going to just throw this out there in the last few minutes that um this is what god's love looks like and um if you are a child of god this is what you're going to this is what you're going to develop into if you are not already on that path <laughs> this is what these difficult times are going to cultivate in you love suffers long that's right love suffers long love endures all things love is not puffed up it's the opposite. It's contrary to what you see today, where people are so full of themselves. They are arrogant. They are prideful. They are full of self, self, self. The flesh, the Bible says, in the flesh dwelleth no good thing. Okay, so love is not puffed up. Love is humble. Love displays humility. Okay, it is not puffed up. It vaunted, that's with a V-A-U-N-T-E-T-H, vaunted, not itself. It's not all about self. It's not out to please self. Me, myself, and I, selfies. Look on some people's Facebook pages and all they have is pictures of themselves. It's like, wow, what is your, what are your interests? What do you, what do you do besides 
love yourself. Love speaks no evil. You know, love doesn't just speak ill of people uh, and doesn't gossip and doesn't try to tear people down and doesn't try to destroy people. And, you know, that tongue can be a deadly, unruly, unruly poison. It can be a deadly poison. It's an unruly member, one of the smallest members of the body, but one of the most lethal. Speaks no evil. The scriptures tell us that tongues will cease, prophecy will cease, but love will not fail. God's love will not fail. It's because of his love that he gave his son. It's because of his son's love that his son endured the cross and that we have hope tonight. We have hope and we know that God has plans to prosper us, to give us hope, and to bring us to a desired good end. Until next week, consider the word of the Lord. Love you. Good night.